This podcast is to minister to students at South Floyd Elementary and beyond. My name is Walter Ord, and I am the FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, sponsor at South Floyd Elementary. Please pray for this endeavor and submit any prayer requests that you may have as well. Guests on this podcast will provide music, devotionals, testimonies, and prayer for you. Let us know if you have any suggestions or questions. Thank you, and God bless you. Welcome to our next Raider FCA podcast episode. Um, our next guest is Mrs. Mary Sloan. And Ms. Sloan, um, I'm very thankful to have you as our next guest. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? I sure don't. Uh, my name is Mary Sloan, and I am a teacher at uh, Floyd Central High School, actually. And I've been teaching now for, I think, 25 years. And I grew up in this community. I am a Christian who was uh, saved in November of 1999. And I am someone who has really learned many things during this pandemic. So I'm really uh, blessed and thankful that you have invited me to be a part of this podcast. Well, we're really thankful for you. And uh, just whenever you're ready, um, go ahead and start. Uh, if I understand it right, do you have a, a devotional for us today? I sure do. Um, when you approached me, Mr. Ord, I was intrigued because one of the things that has really resonated with me during this time of the pandemic is how the gospel is not dependent on people being able to be with, with each other physically, that the good news can be spread in a variety of ways. And when you told me about this project that you're doing with your uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I felt what an opportunity to be able to share. But then I thought, oh my gosh, what do I share? And I remember asking you, well, who's going to be the audience? And as you started talking to me about the students of South Floyd, a place that I knew for 21 years, because that's where I worked, I felt like the Holy Spirit was prompting me to look to a, a book of the Bible called Esther. And what really drew me to Esther and why I felt it was so appropriate for right now is at the time of the book of Esther, the children of Israel, God's chosen people had been in exile, in Babylonian exile. So you have these people who are in a place that they really did not choose to be. And yet what we're going to find is even though they were in a place they did not choose to be, the hand of God moved so mightily that lives were saved and God was glorified, even though his name is not mentioned even one time. And you asked me what, uh, what I would like to entitle this, um, this podcast or this message. And, and I said that um, even a pandemic is a time such as this. And I got that title from Esther 3, verse 14. And for people who don't really uh, know a lot of the story of what was going on in Esther, like I said, uh, the children of Israel are, for the most part, still in Babylonian captivity. And there's a man named Mordecai who has been raising his cousin, whose name is Esther. And they are Jewish. And at this time, the king of Persia, whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce, 
but he became really dissatisfied with the current queen and he kind of put a, put away from her and he kind of put out this decree that he was looking for a new wife and strangely enough i mean it was really esther was chosen to be his wife and he did not know at the time that she was jewish and it's not that she hid it she just did not go around with a shirt like we wear shirts that say i'm a writer she didn't go around promoting that but she still believed and trusted in the god of israel and through a series of events there was a man named Haman who absolutely hated Mordecai. And because he hated Mordecai, he wanted to destroy all the Jews and he was going to do it. But Mordecai sent word to Esther and he said, this is an opportunity for you to intervene on behalf of your people. And that's when he says this phrase, and I'm going to put it in a Mary Sloan paraphrase. And he, he says to Esther, who knows? you might have come to this very kingdom for a time such as this. And I started thinking about all of us who are living through this pandemic. I mean, this has been such a challenging time. We've not been able to be in school. Even those people who probably said they hated school and with, oh my gosh, I wish we could have a day off. We now miss all that school was for us being able to go and be with our friends. I miss going to the movies, something that simple. And it can be very easy to get caught up in the things that have changed for the negative or the things that you no longer can do. And it might seem like a pretty dark time. And I'm definitely not taken away from the seriousness of the pandemic because it is. But here's what I would like to ask all those who are gonna be listening. Just like Mordecai looked at Esther, guys, you were you are here for a time such as this there is not one person who's listening to this podcast who is in this you know in floyd county in this area in 2020 by accident none of you none of us are accidents we are divinely appointed to be on this earth and we are loved um, like Jeremiah says, that God looks at us and he says he knows the plans that he has for us and it's plans to prosper us, to give us a hope in a future. And he can say that even at a time like this. And there's a, a preacher and his name was Charles Spurgeon. And I read something that he said. And I would like for all of those who are going to be participating in this podcast to just let this resonate and let this really sink down in. Spurgeon says, I believe that in dark times, God is making lamps with which to remove the gloom. And I've got good news and it might be unexpected news, but each of us can be that lamp that God is making so that we can illuminate, so that we can help dispense that gloom. And y'all, we can do it even on Zoom, we can do it in person. We can do it from afar. And I had asked Mr. Ord before uh, when I was preparing, I was, you know, praying and asking God to lead me to what I could share with you. And I am a lot of y'all who've ever known me. I am very nerdy. I love comic books. I love I always say I'm Princess Leia. But another um, franchise that I love is I love the Lord of the Rings and there's this beautiful moment in Lord of the Rings where the main character, Frodo, who is tasked with doing this 
almost impossible thing. I mean, there are problems on in every side. It looks like it's not even going to be possible. And he looks at his mentor and he makes this statement about how he wishes that he were not here, that he had not lived to see this time, that this time had not come to him. And his mentor looks at him and he says, that's what all people say when they're faced with great challenges. And he said, but really the, the issue is, or the challenge is what do you do with the time that's given you? And what I urge each of you to do is to be that lamp. Now we're all not gonna be Esther's, we're all not gonna be Queens, we're not gonna be royalty, we're not gonna be maybe taking care of an entire kingdom and saving an entire people. But here's what I do know. When I'm the one that is um, filled with sorrow, when I'm the one who is wondering about uh, what the future is gonna hold, or I'm the one that's sad, or I'm the one that's hurting, when that one person comes to me and gives me a word of encouragement and just lets me know that somebody cares, to me, that is the equivalent of taking care of a kingdom because that is the entirety of my life. And that's what each of you writers can be. You can be that person who sees a classmate, maybe even one that you don't even talk to a lot, but you, you notice that there's something that seems to be bothering them. And you just say hi or you smile, or you ask them how their day is. Um, Elijah, I was listening to a sermon about the prophet Elijah, and one of the things that the preacher said is that there are going to be times in our life where we're going to be somebody like an Elijah, where we can come across somebody who is carrying a burden that is so big for them that they need somebody to help them bear it. And sometimes we're going to be like that other person who needs our burden carried. And we are all here for a time such as that. And that's what I would ask everyone to ask God just to let you have your eyes open to not just the sorrowful things and the negative things that this pandemic has yielded, but the opportunities that it has given us to be salt and light and to bring joy to other people. Yeah, that sounds really amazing. And that is true because there's been times in my life when people have come up and said some small, insignificant little thing to me, but it touched me in such a way that um, it really did turn things around for me. So we can offer that to other people because I've experienced that myself. And it, it really is a blessing. Our words do matter. You know, Mr. Ord, I um my class, I graduated with the class of 1990 from McDowell High School, and we're doing this virtual class reunion. And everybody's been on there. They've been talking about, you know, memories we've had. And I have a friend of mine, and he wouldn't mind me to tell you his name either. He's a minister. His name's Timmy Lawson. And Timmy reminded me of something that I had no idea of. And he said he didn't go on senior trip, but I did. And some of us were just kind of talking in the chat on uh, Facebook. And he's, he made the statement that I had brought him sand back from the beach. And I had made the statement, oh, yeah, that <laughs> nothing like a friend to bring you sand. I mean, because I thought, why did I do that? He said, Mary, I still have it. And I have to tell you, I had to step away from that conversation. And you can probably hear it a little bit in my voice right now, but that was in... 
the spring of 1990. And it was something I hadn't even thought about. And yet this friend of mine, who I don't really get to talk to as much as I would like, he's still holding on to something, sand. And he's held on to it because for him, it was um, something physical, something tangible that reminded him that somebody had thought of him. And I didn't even remember doing it. And I think that is God so revealed to me, especially in light of this podcast and the preparation for it. We have no idea what that word of encouragement or that simple act of kindness is going to mean for one life. And we have such an opportunity that we don't have to, I mean, don't, it's going to, we're going to have dark days and we're going to have sad days, but what an opportunity to be like the book of Esther. And here's what I find fascinating. And I'd mentioned this before. God's name is not even mentioned one time. But there is no question that God is at work. And he shows us that, that our actions matter, that how we interact with other people matter, that that is a sermon. I know that sounds cliche, but that's a sermon in itself. And Mr. Ord, you know, lately, and I, I know that people have shared what you have meant to them and how you've been an encourager to younger teachers. And so I just feel like, as we have been given, that is how we offer to other people. Yeah, that really is uh, that really is amazing, and that that makes me think of uh, how Jesus ministered to people whenever he was on the earth. He didn't immediately come up and tell people what they were doing wrong if they needed something. He addressed that immediate need first, and then he basically told them, okay, now you need to follow me. And so that makes me think that if we choose our words wisely, if we're kind to people, if we show love like we're, we're supposed to, uh, that's going to open up more doors for us to share the gospel because people are going to say, hey, I want what they've got. If we go around, we're hateful all the time. People don't need any more of that. There's, there's already an abundance. Of you ain't lying. Uh, there is. And, and every one of us, especially because we're in education, whether we're a student or a teacher, everyone who's ever been in a classroom knows what it's like to go into that classroom where nobody is happy, <laughs> where uh, there's an atmosphere of oppression, where nobody is kind of free to be themselves, where every little thing that you say or do is probably going to, you're, somebody's going to come down on it. and But everybody also knows what it's like to be in that room where it's excitement, where people feel welcome, where you know that you're loved. You don't just feel it, but you know it. And that's the room that we want to be in. And one of my mentors in the faith, her name's Maxine. She told me when I first got saved, she said, you know what, Mary? She said, it will always be the love of Jesus that draws people to them, to him. And the, the more mature I've become, and that's something I would like to also tell your listeners. Just because you might be 13 or 12 or whatever, that does not mean that you can't be mature in the faith. Maturity in the faith has little to do with age and everything to do with your experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And that's another reason why this pandemic provides us further opportunities to show honestly that there is joy. And you, Mr. Ord, you hit the nail on the head. Jesus always met people where they were with compassion and an invitation to follow him. He didn't browbeat people. He, um, he, he ministered to hurting people and they responded to that love and compassion that he showed them. Yeah, and uh, even the ones who um, just responded in a surface um, way, their life was changed for the better, even if they didn't go deeply into a relationship with Jesus like they really should. Um, so that, that you know, that just kind of tells me that we're, we're responsible to love and minister to people and be that light, be the witness, and let the Holy Spirit do the work on uh, he's going to bless that to change that person's life, um, ultimately to, to follow Jesus or not. Because I know a lot of times, you know, we as Christians and we just as Americans in general, we feel like we have to be doing, doing, doing all the time. Well, really, God was taking care of stuff long before we came along. If, if we would just line up in his will, be what we need to be and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I think, you know, I'm speaking to myself mostly, if we would just sit still and listen until God says, okay, go do this, and then you do it, it'd be a whole lot more fruitful. We'd waste a whole lot less time. You know, the, when you said that, it immediately made me, th made me think about Mordecai, who I mentioned in the book of Esther. Much of what we see Mordecai doing is he's standing at the gate of the palace and just being where he was supposed to, he was able to impact not only his life in a positive way, but Esther's life in a positive way. And then ultimately all of the Jews, their life in a positive way. So definitely we, and that's, you know, that's the beauty of it. That is the whole simplicity of what this message is. And it's really about being available and not available. And that's, that's, I think something that, perplexes people, kind of confuses them a little bit because they think that it should be more difficult, but it's not. And I think that sometimes people don't realize that their mission field or their ministry is something that could just be encouraging those people that are in your life. We have, we live in a society where People use social media, and I don't want to, you know, rag on social media because I just now gave an example of how beautiful it could be with my friend Timmy. But there is a lot of negative chatter, and then you add on to that what's happening socially in our country, what's happening um, with this this virus. Negativity is easy, and I'll tell you what, it'll latch on to you. It will latch on to you, and it is free to be able to go to someone else, whether it's through social media or in person when possible, or an old fashioned phone call and let them know that they are loved, that they are special, that, you know, sometimes just somebody, I heard once a student tell me, this was after they graduated, and it wasn't a student that I'd had in class, but it was a person I'd heard speak that said they went to school every day 
wishing that somebody would ask them how they were, but nobody did. Hmm. And yeah. we, we had that opportunity as both teachers and students just to pay attention and to notice because that is where, that's what Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus noticed individuals and we can do that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful. Well, I appreciate your uh, um, devotion and I appreciate, uh, you know, sharing what you did this evening. Um, and this episode is uh, going to air on September the 18th. So it'll, it'll be a little bit before it gets posted. But uh, would you care to uh, pray for pray for our kids and our staff and our community at, at the South Mr. Ord, it would be my pleasure. So we'll just take a moment and we'll bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you and I want to praise you that you've let each of us be alive for a time such as this. Lord, I know that we serve a living God who right now, Jesus himself is on the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit has been dispensed here and is amongst us so that we can be uplifted, so that we can be emboldened, so that we can have peace. And Lord, I would ask right now that for every student, every faculty and every staff member and every family and friend who is associated with South Floyd, Lord, I ask that through your people who are here for a time such as this, that you enliven with each and each and every one this light that Spurgeon spoke of, this lamp, let each person be that lamp that God is making to help expel this gloom. Lord, so that South Floyd is going to be a place of joy. It will be a place of hope. And Lord, it will be a place where even when people bring their burdens, as it should be, that there will be a host of others who will go and lift those burdens up, that there will be joy, that there will be praise, and Lord, that you will be glorified. Father, I would ask as I close that you lay your hand on this ministry, that you help this ministry to grow, that you help it to reach the people that need to hear it, God, and that their life be changed. I thank you, Lord. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. 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 And I thank you again so much for your time. And uh, I'll go ahead and let you go for now. And I hope that uh, you'll be available to join us again. Sometime you just ask me anytime, Mr. Ord. And I thank you for this opportunity. Okay. And thank you, too. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye bye.